Right. Who's hosting? I don't think we have chaos energy today. <laughs> that was the cringiest thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> Good afternoon, morning, evening, or night, ladies and gents, and welcome to Jarcast episode 233. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by James. Good afternoon. And Jim. Morning, evening. <laughs> uh, before we go too deep into the show, let me shout out the Jar Media Patreon that makes the audio version possible and the special shout out name segment for Sandys and above in the first week of each month. <sighs> another day, another dollar. Another day, another dollar. Am I right, my friends? <laughs> We're up to what two, three, three. No, sp- nothing too special about it, to be honest. Just another, just chugging it's, along. Two, three, three, special to someone. Special to you, James? No. Oh, okay. Just throw this episode under the bus yeah, then. Nice, cool. <laughs> Let's get things going with the housekeeping then. Will we go to some of the feedback and questions from the last episode and just round up some topics that maybe we didn't fully cover or whatever, mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. perspectives. Um, there were two major conversations that came out of last episode, the first being um, the kind of self-confidence body shaming topic, which got mm. a lot of good feedback. Um, so let's go through some of these. Hooper left one. James's talk on body shaming really resonated with me. I've always been skinny and got the comments about being skinny. I never found it upsetting, just a little annoying as I've tried to gain weight and failed. The comment about body image at beaches really resonated with me. It's one of the reasons I turned down beach trips. I'm tall and skinny like James, 6 foot 60 kg, and I've only just started properly trying with whey protein and constant exercise. I'm seeing some slow improvements, but I'd like to hear more about James's journey with putting on weight. Got anything, James? Not really, um, actually. Because obviously, like, two years ago, when I, like, lost, like, four stone, and I was, like, seven stone, mm. which is just actually scary, given, you know, like, being six foot is actually just, yeah. like, just, that's so underweight. underweight. That's, mm-hmm. that's, like, that's, like, bordering on becoming, like, physically ill from, like, weighing so little. Yeah, yeah. And after that, obviously, I tried, um, what was it, what's it called again? Huel. Huel, yeah. Yeah, because you, you were having it at the time, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. And you just recommended because it, it gives you all, you all that you need. And, you know, slapping like those on with actually eating normally, it's just like my body's getting so much calories and nutrients. Yeah. It helped me gain the weight. And it was like last year I got back to like 11 stone, mm-hmm. which is actually quite, that's a, a reasonably decent so weight. in the range you want. For your yeah. Weight, yeah. And then you know, since since then, I kind of stopped doing that. And I started just uh, having a lot more like nuts and fruit and having a lot more vegetables and just having a healthier diet. And I have lost a bit of weight since then. So I'm like 10, 10 and a half now. But I'm like, my diet's healthier. So actually I'm going to be healthier because I'm not eating like as much sugar constantly. But I do want to gain more weight. And I think, um, <coughs> you know, a gym might be in, in order. <laughs> yeah, it, it won't hurt. Do you feel different physically? What from what from now to like compared to when you were seven stone? Yeah, yeah, I feel like healthier. You know, you've got more energy, more mm-hmm. better men. Because obviously, your weight and the way you eat affects you mentally. 
So obviously, be, yeah. eating well and having just being not so underweight, it, you just do feel much, much better. For sure. How do you feel about this one then from uh, Andrew Wu 12? Gonna disagree with James. In most cases, it's polite to not mention someone's physical appearance, but there are appropriate times to, like if they ask for honest feedback or you have a legitimate concern for someone's health and want to check in on them. Again, this can all be done in a respectful manner, and it just depends on the context. I did read this, actually, and I think I should have specified more at the time that you can say things. So, like, in a friendship like us, I, I think I can and not come across as a bit of a a cunt about it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you're saying negative things about someone's body and you don't know them, Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when it gets a bit. So it's like within a, a, an inter- intimate relationship and like a friendship, I think it can be okay with the way you do it. Yeah. But there's times when that's not okay because there's people out there who probably say like horrible things about their. Well, I read a good well. example of this very thing you were warning of. Um, it was like a story of someone commenting on like a colleague or something, saying, "Oh, have you lost weight? You look really good," or whatever. And it turned out they had like cancer or something. Um, so I guess you can avoid. Some awkward situations like that. Um, Gregory Davidson says, New listener to Jar here. I just wanted to say I'm really glad I started listening to this podcast. I just started a new job that kind of sucks, not going to lie. Luckily, we can wear headphones while we work. And I just got to say, hearing a group of cynical Englishmen chatting away makes my days go by so much quicker. I think now is a perfect time to jump on Jar since you guys got back from your quarantine or whatever. I still don't know what gooning is exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure I do a lot of it, whatever it is. You guys I hope not. <laughs> and then they mention Berserk, which I guess we just can't escape. Um, <laughs> they ask, is is manga always better than anime typically? Cheers. Th- I would always say no. Because Why? I think... Uh, like, soundtracks add so much to... to whatever and with a manga you're not gonna have like that soundtrack if you think uh like attack on titan the anime will always be better because of the soundtrack i think that's my personal take on it because i think that adds so much to the actual like narrative and story what if you read the manga while playing the the ds game titan (laughs) the attack on titan soundtrack on spotify yeah that can work but it won't hit the same yeah, yeah. But no, that that is quite a, a good point. I hadn't considered that. Um, I think music for emotional beats and stories hmm. always adds something. Yeah. Especially, like, with Attack on Titan, <coughs> that's so heavily driven by that, and Berserk yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, Guts theme. You know, you... you yeah, mm. yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, and that, if you're reading the manga and you get to those bits and you put it on, yeah, it probably hits, but when the anime does that anyway... Yeah, yeah. It's just it's, it's just a better experience. Designed. Yeah. Mm. Depends on what the book is too. Like what the art of the original is. Yeah. Like I imagine if you're reading like like Lord of the Rings, like the original ones, the the big the big chunky books, mm-hmm. you could probably have like a playlist that is kind of in that style that's going on in the background and still have like a like an, that could probably add Manga's to it. more like it's more like comic books, isn't it? Cause it's like graphic. Yeah, yeah like novels. graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, Matt has our last on this subsection about the self-confidence question. I heard a quote from Boogie, and even though I'm not a fan of him, I did like the sentiment. Be happy with being yourself, but always strive to be better. And while I'm not as muscular as I'd like to be, I can look in the mirror and be happy about being myself. 
I think that's about as solid as a bit of boogie advice. You just, yeah. You just got to love who you are. Yeah, the only thing is it's like really easy to be yourself. You're just sort of doing it by default. <laughs> mm, a lot of people are fake though, bro, you know? Yeah. A lot of people Them haters be fakes. Yeah. yeah. You can't trust the haters. <laughs> no words better than that. Um, and the other major topic was this idea of glorification in video games. We're talking about these modern military shooters and stuff. Mm. Um, first, Joe Brown says, I find it strange that even after how much you guys talked up Cyberpunk before it released, you're so ready to say something like Breath of the Wild 2 is guaranteed to be a good game. What do you think about that? Um, from what they've shown. I mean, number one, Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo have it, such a good rep for actually releasing games that work and aren't broken and are actually to a very high quality and don't need to be patched. And Breath of the Wild specifically. What, what's be, the, the exact quote, sorry? That I said? It, we jumped on Cyberpunk being bad at launch but are so red, readily what, what did I say about Breath of the Wild 2? That it's basically guaranteed to be a good game. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean... the. Uh, that's another thing. It's a sequel to a really good game made by the same people using the same engine, same mechanics. It's just expanding on something that already exists. So by default, it, it, can't, it can't get worse than <coughs> Breath of the Wild 1 because it is Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and they've shown like it's it's like the same map, but they've just changed when was the, it. When was the last time Nintendo cyberpunked a project? The closest was Metroid, which they, they reset. Because yeah. they wanted to avoid that whole thing. So, of all the companies to trust on a game launch, it's Nintendo. Because by their track record, they've never, they've not done wrong on like a big scale like Cyberpunk. Let's just say if I was like putting my money down, placing bets, I'd put way more money on uh, Breath of the Wild 2 than I would have on Cyberpunk. Mm. Yeah, or pretty <laughs> much anything else. Mm. But also, saying something is guaranteed to be good is very different to the hype I think Cyberpunk received. Yeah, yeah. And what didn't help with Cyberpunk was so many of the reviews. Before, yeah, I I keep forgetting about that because they were super, yeah. was super weird, really positive. <laughs> yeah, so, because they made sure to sound like the best possible versions or whatever. Like, I don't know. They they, they got the same PC game as me. Really? The, yeah, they had no. I think it's more they got you know they got a parcel full of all the limited collector's edition stuff and a couple grand, you know, the special gamer chair, the mm. yellow cyberpunk chair. I think that was yeah, a... and I wonder if the a lot of the reviewers were afraid that they were going to get a lot of hate if they said it wasn't as good as. It's possible. Mm. I'm sure you could, that you does could imagine that stuff reviews. even subconsciously could affect. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like when it, I'm when the hype cycle like gets that out of control. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But Paul Spector says, Hello there. Just wanted to spice up the discussion regarding video game glorification a tad. I personally have zero interest in engaging with first-person shooters. I tend to exclusively play narrative-focused games, and the stories and shooters tend to be subpar. I've tried a couple of them, but they've all been a letdown. I'm writing, however, about the topic addressed in the latest episode regarding these general... They said genera of games, but I guess they mean generation. Genre? Genre. Yeah, genre of games venerating real-life conflicts. I had a thought while watching the episode that I'd like to add to the conversation. 
I think that one should decide to ground a game in a real military conflict based on if this choice adds anything to the overall experience. In films, for example, main characters are written for them to have the longest possible emotional journey to go on, for the story to be as fleshed out as possible. The same, in my opinion, can be applied to the setting of FPSs, as you could say the setting in these games is the character. P.S. I left another comment that is on my mind, that is much more substantive. Blah, blah, blah. Cheers again, Paul. Any thoughts? Um, just having some kind of intent beyond. Yeah, that 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 was my thing with the uh, what's the name of that game, James? Six days. Yeah, in six, Fallujah. Six days in Fallujah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that that's very similar to how I felt about it. Like, is it is it just glorification or does it serve a purpose? Does it want to tell a meaningful story? Yeah, like Spec using Ops. That Spec Ops is always the example for telling a story in like a modern military <coughs> setting. But I would even say, even pulling a COD game, I think does it well. Like Black Ops One. I, I disagree. Like, I, was no, I think it uses the setting as a a good way to se to sell that kind of popcorny action bullshit that they do, without well, it being saying, like no. Uh, so the problem that the it's cards, more like pulpy and it's got like a real vibe going for it as opposed to you know whatever the mm -hmm. modern warfare style is. My only issue with the Black Ops stuff is the Vietnam uh, No, but, but but that whole right, game glorifies yeah. it. You know, because I was going to talk about this, and I've been listening to the Modern Warfare, the recent Modern Warfare soundtrack, and it reminded me of why I've always felt that game was a bit off. And it, it does stem from the glorification part, because I don't think the game glorifies, it, glor, glorifies military stuff as much as the other CODs. So and which one are you saying doesn't glorify it as the much? The recent one. The latest Black Ops? The Modern Sorry, Warfare. so confusing. So the, the late, latest Modern Warfare, which is like the... It's the edgy one. Yeah, yeah. It is the completely edgy one, and that's why I've always felt weird about it, because I was just listening to the soundtrack, which I want to say is is really underrated. That soundtrack is generally actually incredible. And I was, I was thinking about it, because whenever I think back to that game, I get really bad taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's it's because of the way it's, it, the glorification is. And the, the most similar thing to it is Black Hawk Down. I like that movie a lot, but I never want to watch it. Because it doesn't really glorify like the combat. It's it's edgy and it's not pleasant. And that movie uh, in particular is trying to make you kind of uh, just relate to what it would be like in such a chaotic, out of control situation, mm. and relate to like the soldiers in that. Mm. Um, but and but I my comparison point is like the end of Black Ops. You do all of this and it's just fighter jets, boats, and it's like heroic, and that's glorification. <coughs> The way, yeah, the, 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 the sort the of fanfare sort of stuff. And those two cards, and what Black Ops and Modern Warfare do that so much. Like, you f if you think of those games, you can you instantly hear the soundtrack, so it's all heroic, it's all... But how much grand. of it is power, fantasy, just silliness, and like how much does that matter? Because that's what some people were saying. Um, like let's read this one from Cody T. I think the issue with depiction of violence in video games is mostly one of attainable violence. No one who played Mortal Kombat is going to murder somebody in the ways that you can do it in the game because nobody has the ability to rip someone's spine out <clears throat> with their bare hands. But with the use of guns in the military, that fantasy becomes a lot more achievable. In high school, I was friends with a lot of people in the ROTC crowd, and almost all of them were huge fans of Call of Duty and other similar games. 
Hell, a lot of them listed Full Metal Jacket as their favourite movie despite its anti-war sentiment. They were just kids that were blissfully unaware of the impl implications of real-world violence that saw often glorified depictions of the military and said, that's cool, I want to do that. Yeah, and I'd say that's where, that's where the recent Modern Warfare and the original Modern Warfare's differ. Because that's what I mean about like um, Black Ops One. Though, like, there's it's so removed. I, f I feel like um, I think it still glorify glorifies the like the spec ops. It might not be achievable, but I think it still glorifies that old going in deep undercover in these mountains and doing all this. But it, 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 it feels yeah. more like like silly Mission Impossible dumbness to me. Yeah, it's it's got sort of a James Bondy vibe. And like, the whole, like, um, <laughs> you're in the chair with the, like, memory stuff. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's got a clear tone. It's a tone lot more fiction than, yeah, yeah. let's just say. It's, like, exaggerated. When it it think, knows what it's going for. When you think of heroic and complete glorification, that Mission Warfare 2, you're just a, a ex-generic soldier, you shoot miniguns, they blow up a building, all the soldiers are on your chair. Like that that's, is glorification. That's the thing, though. Like it, no, at least I, when Modern Warfare Two does it, it it knows what tone it is. It's like so absurd. Um. I feel like that uh, that one bit from Modern Warfare Two, <clears throat> um, that James is talking about when you're on the, the you're in the Humvee machine gun, which mm -hmm. is technically actually it's a replica scene from Black Hawk Down. Actually, that's uh, but like the way that's all done, it seems quite realistic. Actually, no. I, I forgot about the airport stuff and everything. Yeah, the airport too. stuff yeah. is awful. Yeah. Um, fuck, no, but that, yeah, that's that's realistic and it's it's glorifying it. But I, d I don't like... know if it is like with Modern Warfare Two, the the glorification I feel like doesn't hit as hard because it's so bullshit. Like it's, it's shock value it, for shock values. No, but the the stuff you're doing in the game, like when you're riding a jet ski down a mountain and like it's, it's so shooting goofy. a machine gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so unrealistic and silly and over the top and. But that just action movie schlock, I, which makes it weird to have like the airport level in there mm. when everything else around it is yeah, the, the yeah. silly, silly. It's, stuff. it's just a weird tonal thing that video games can get away with when nothing else can. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just it's got me thinking because like I'm just thinking of CODs in general. Like if you think of like uh, the mo original Modern Warfare, the Black Ops era, and the current Modern Warfare era, it's just I think the latest one is the least glorifying because of its tone. Because it is, because it's quite grounded and it's edgy. I think that makes it more. Yeah, it's glorifying. It's like but, trying to go for realism. It's but it, uh, it's not glorifying because it leaves a terrible taste in my mouth. That is terrible. You know when I find I I I don't. It might just be me, but it's just like I don't find it glorifying at all because it's it's because it's serious because it's like yeah this is terrible. Mm. Because back ups kind of way yeah. Because it's the game. The some of the events of that game and you know. Captain Price in the Piccadilly Circus, which is like a quite a, a, a shocking level, actually. I think it's quite a yeah, good level yeah, as well. Yeah. But he, he just has to make that split second decision to quite just kill someone because they're like a they're strapped in a yeah. An, an innocent person has a bomb vest on, and he's in a room full of other innocent people, and they can't get the bomb vest off him. So he has so to, they have to sacrifice him to like save throw him, him over a rail. But, mm -hmm. Like I don't think that's people. glorifying, like being a spec ops soldier, because it's like that's that's horrible. And that's that's the vibe I get. Like Captain Price is like the character, and he's he's like that because he's completely trained to. Like it's not cool. He's quite mentally mentally I, trained to not I, have empathy to that extent. Like, I, I, I think just, I think a lot of people would say that is cool. That scene is cool. And that's why I question. Like, do they not get the the undertones of that game? Like the whole soundtrack is so <clears throat> not glorifying. 
Because it's like the Modern Warfare 2, you can hear like that glor- that hyper heroic music. Honestly, I, I think that comes down to the person making the music. Because like Hans Zimmer mm. makes that sort of chanty mm-hmm. music. Um, but the soundtrack <coughs> to the the recent Modern Warfare isn't like that at all, and it's so so edgy and I'm saying edgy a lot, but it doesn't have that same vibes. And actually, it's not going to be like a heroic scene when it. That's not the the sound that's associated with it. But he he does save the day in that scene. But I and throughout the game, the, there's a part where um, you're interrogating someone. Yeah. And Price hands you a gun to point at the person you're interrogating. You point that gun at his wife and child, and you can pull the trigger. Um. I I. I don't know how to feel about that. I think the game has it conflicts on on what it's going for. Like it's going for the edgy, uh, grounded. It's almost too ambitious for a Call of Duty. Well, the 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 issue is they say they say like you as the military guy have to do these horrible things to save the world, but they never show you doing something horrible and it not working out. Like no. when you when you raid a house and you you can kill innocent people if if you mistakenly open a door, think they have a gun, and you shoot them, mm-hmm. you fucked up and done a terrible thing. If there was a version of that house mission where you go into the house to get this intel, but the intel isn't there, you've just done something awful mm-hmm. for basically no reason. I think that that actually doing that would have worked better for the game. Yeah, yeah, totally. It would have fit the themes like if, if you were to do multiple house break-ins to find the intel instead of it going well it goes terribly and it goes wrong because that puts yeah because the what, what they're saying is it's, as it's, long as the british or americans are doing shitty things and it's result, okay if as long because, as they get results because they're doing it because they have to it would be the same as if um in the terrorist mission in modern warfare 2 you're playing as an american undercover soldier if he did that terrorist attack but it got him intel so he could win World War Three. Mm. Like it, it would right. be equivalent to making doing that act a good thing. But that's where mm. it's fucked up to me. But like, it, let's take that scenario of the building and it goes wrong. You've killed innocent people and you don't get the intel. That type of event would not work in Modern Warfare Two. No, no, because it's too goofy. The game's too. Goofy. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why I can let I, I can call Modern Warfare Two a good campaign. Mm. I, I can let that terrorist mission slide. Because it's such just bullshit. Like, what if you're an American, like, undercover operative with terrorists? Why would you have that operative commit a terrorist attack? Why mm-hmm. would you not have him, like, stop, stop them it. there? Yeah. yeah, you're standing behind these these obvious villains mm-hmm. with a machine gun and you can't kill them. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, shocking. I think the whole vibe that the recent Modern Warfare has going for it, it could they could make it quite good. If they ha- they actually make it, yeah. I it. think if the sequel did one of the things that we just said about it, needs to it needs to take influence on Spec Ops, as it yeah he do yeah it Martin, can't it can't have this binary um, good bad good bad yeah. But I don't think Call of Duty will ever it don't not do it that. won't have the balls to like Spec Ops did. It That's why it needs it. to have the it tone of Modern impossible. Warfare Two, yeah. Modern Warfare Three, Black Ops, Black Ops Two, this the shit that like you're clearly not supposed to take seriously. Yeah, like yeah. silly espionage, no. whatever. Yeah, I yeah. do. Silly I... spy. I think the new Black Ops game, the campaign, it gets that. It understands. Yeah. Like it can do shocking things, but it's doing it like it while it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
being but, a stupid shooter game. And uh, but I but do you not like the whole vibe of that game though? Like the soundtrack and everything. Do you not like it? Because when when you think of recent cards that are to the the best levels, it's Bla- it's Modern Warfare Two era, Black Ops era, and this card. This is the the what, recent Modern Warfare is what brought the game back to being like. Yeah. No, I think good. annoyingly, um, Modern Warfare has some really good missions, like really good. There's two different things though. The actual like yeah, the narrative the is terrible, but the gameplay and game design just like, everything outside of the actual narrative is incredible. Like the whole the the whole design of everything, including the soundtrack. Yeah, I almost incredible. wish there was less context for it. Mm. Maybe then they could have you like fighting on the side of, you know. You're not always just an American soldier or mm. British yeah, when, SAS. One of the standout missions from that game, which they, which I think works with the whole my comparison to Bla- um, Black Hawk Down, is the Embassy mission, where it's overtaken and you're 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 like going in. That has such a good vibe to it, and it's just like it does. But that has that just bullshit shock moment. Yeah, which is where, like the villain kills a child, the yeah. same villain that you threaten his child to get intel out of him. Yeah. It, like, I just COD should just pick pick it the way it's going. Be really goofy, or actually do something serious that is serious. But then it's like they'd rather not because it's it's they can get more sales from being grey about everything. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. But what I actually want to say is that the that recent that Modern Warfare soundtrack is very very good and it's underrated. And I think people should listen to it to understand why I'm getting when I'm coming from with this whole vibe. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Because it's it's actually really really good. So, um, let's do a couple of topics here. I want to throw out one because it's directly related to the Jarlings and the feedback they gave me. Um, I mentioned giving up on uh, Cora. Uh, mm, you did? I, I resumed it thanks to the Jarlings. I, you... I gave up on episode three of season two. And I'm glad they did because like, it picks up basically right after I stopped. Um, there's, there's two especially good episodes in that season that are just like a different art style completely, and like it's like a di- it's like a different story um, that is related to it, but it's cool. Um, but season three specifically, everyone was right. It's really fucking good. It's really sick. Really? Um, it's fi- yeah. In that season, it feels like they got that formula like just working, like all the all the mechanics like just coming into place. Really good villain. When tension and build up. When I finish Avatar, is it worth watching? For because I'd already seen season one of Korra before. Um, so many of the like beats were already there. So watch season one, and if you don't like season one, don't bother. Okay, but the, there is enough from season one to probably give it a try. But three is really good, and I'm really glad people told me to. To give it a shot because it was definitely worth it. It's got some of the best like action stuff in it specifically because you know like the the original shows like loads of kids for most of it. Mm-hmm. It's like all the adult cool ones in season yeah, yeah. three that are clashing. So it's like um in Harry Potter when you saw. Oh yeah, 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 just like Potter. But just is like there Potterverse. is there like a season four? Is yeah, yeah. Not? Season four is not as good um, as three, but it's still good. Have you finished the whole show then? Yes, yeah, done. Damn, I've finished it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. On the on the day where I was just blasted from um, 
my vaccine the day after. Yeah, oh, yeah, we, was... we should actually mention we're all vaccinated now. We part one, yeah. yeah we've all got uh, over yeah, last we're 50% week. Vaccinated. We've all been vaccinated, and it is. Uh, I probably yeah. had the worst reaction. I guess you did. You guys didn't you definitely much. did. I, I felt a bit fatigued. Um, I guess on my equivalent of your today. Yeah. I didn't have anything too bad. It was mostly the sore arm thing. Yeah. Ruins just, your, your sleep. But that, yeah, exactly. That, that I, was, I had two days of that. That was going to happen though, because you've been injected. So mm-hmm. sort of, well, yeah. that's going to be it. I, d- I didn't feel... I felt fine. Like, the next day I felt fine. I was, yeah, I was just knackered and just needed to sleep it off. Yeah, I think you will... Like, it's either the day after or the day after that, you will just get a day full of really good sleep because you're just so mm. deep mm-hmm. into it. And it's, it's really refreshing. Yeah, just healing it. I definitely needed it. But yeah, it's just like... That system, really efficient. Like, they've got it... it it's sad. It's, it makes me sad because it's like, oh, this is what the healthcare service is when the Tories actually give a shit about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They it's, have it's to. Like, you know, the the people actually involved are actually, you know, they're, they're probably fucking exhausted from the doing so yeah. much of every day. Just, just logistically, how many people are going through like the queues of people and just the organization of it. It's incredible. Like when I went, I went I went at like three o'clock and it wasn't super busy. Like I, I, I drove to the place and this guy at the entrance was all like, Oh, just drive down here, go, my colleague will be there, he'll he'll get you parked. That and that guy that guy directing the cars was the the legend guy. Yeah. He was just like yeah. Like perfect. It was just like, yep, yeah, wait, hold and just <laughs> zooming. He was in. like really into it and you could tell he was really good at it as well. It yeah, and it, it was it really was really like precise instructions of like right you go left then left again and then there's going to be a guy there who's going to tell you exactly what to fucking do yeah and he's doing it for like everyone because it's like such a clusterfuck and there's like multiple roads going to like different mini hospitals or yeah and he was sorting it and then you got i got to the door and they're like read this hands go in there go this door stand there boom injected wait there go in I, and out i had an minutes. embarrassing moment when um you know you got to go to the hand sanitizer thing yeah and like get hand sanitizer. I was like going over the sensor and it just wouldn't do it. And there's a thing I've noticed keeps happening to me, like in in toilets too, the like air dryer thing. Like when it, like in Fargo. No, yeah, no. like in, just like in Fargo. <laughs> yeah, just like that. No, where you, you did no that I noticed that when I think it was at the start of last month. Yeah, we you went, saw me doing we, it. We went to Milongato or something or KFC and it's just like I was I was waiting for you and you were just doing yeah, this at yeah, the thing. I was just stuck because uh, with wet and hands. Then he walked and to the other one and started doing the same thing and I just walked up and went ding. Yeah, I feel like I'm actually cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't you think it makes COVID way more real though? When you go to the vaccine place and there's just heaps of people, mm. like. Yeah, it was pretty real for me when I probably had it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just mean in in the. Because I, I guess us being living in a small town, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it never changed that much. You know, the roads were still busy. The, there was still. It's not like being slap bang in the middle of a city. Yeah, exactly. Where it's just like next level. the switch has been turned and there's just no one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that for me it was weird. Like, because it... I, I went to. I didn't go to a hospital like you guys. I went to a, a service um, station. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to a petrol station that had a pharmacy attached to it. <laughs> and uh, so then it's especially weird because this isn't even a place that's like designed to do this. Mm. You just go into this room where they've got these like little barrier things. Yeah, up, yeah. And then you go behind it. They inject you with some shit, and then you sit down for fifteen minutes. 
yeah, just a really weird experience. Like mm. just a massive line outside of a, yeah. a petrol station. Yeah. Yeah, strange times. Yes, yeah, really, really Very bizarre. much so. But it's better. We've got it done. So, you know, this is progress. But from what I've heard, schools are just getting loads of cases, loads of kids going home. Oh, really? It's, going, it's fucking up in schools. My niece and nephew are off for the next two weeks because one confirmed case in the year. Oh, really? Yeah. God and this it. is not the only case, the situation I know of. So mm-hmm. kids are getting it. So hope, just hope that a variant doesn't, like, counter the vaccination and then everyone keeps getting it because that's when it'll be like, oh, this is the apocalypse now when it's like <laughs> mutating yeah. so fast. Mm-hmm. But that's extreme case. Um, anyone else want to throw anything out there before we go to the mid-break? Um... So I want to do a little catch-up on the old jar subject of what have we been consuming over the last few weeks. I don't want to say this because for once in my life, I've actually done something. <laughs> So like, this week I watched The Handmaiden. Um, I can't remember the director's name. Good ass movie. I'll find it for you because uh, I won't remember off the top of my head. You liked it? It yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it being being of of that director, obviously there was just going to be quite there was going to be twists. Yeah, Park Chan Wook. Yeah, old boy. And. Like, the first few parts... The first part of that movie had me fucking raging. Mm-hmm. And then the the two parts after were just fucking incredible. I love the way that movie's directed and, you know, the story and the Yeah, it's vibe. been a while since I've seen it. It was 2016. Um, it has, like, very clear acts, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And d- each d- one d- reveals, like, a new spin. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I didn't realise that movie was, like, based, like, World War Two time. Yeah, I thought it was like modern, and then you know when when the opening scene where it's like like the Imperial Army or something, mm-hmm. it was like oh, okay, I can get down with this more. I think the whole vibe of that movie, with the yeah. whole aesthetic, really works. And I just the ending was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was satisfying, and I yeah. I kind of expected it to be a bit more somber and be a bit mm-hmm. not pleasant, but it it had kind of a happy ending, and I I liked that. Mm-hmm. And you know. One of the main reasons I watched it was that it was on Netflix, because I heard about it before and I've been recommended it, and it was just like, oh, this is on Netflix. So I watched one of it. The there. Really good things about these like, streaming sites. Um, people I feel like are more willing to jump into like foreign movies, especially mm-hmm. if people are just talking about it and it's like, oh, it's got like really good reviews. Like when Parasite came out, I couldn't I couldn't believe the response to that. It was really cool to see. Yeah, because it probably was like. One, one of if not the best movie of that year yeah definitely it's, up there so it was cool to see it's probably the the on the international um, level it's probably the most well known like Korean movie now mm-hmm. and I yeah. think the last one would have probably been Old Boy before that yeah so yeah. it's actually it's just nice that people are actually appreciating foreign films you know, in, in English speaking countries because mm-hmm. it's like there's so much there like people need to like see those and appreciate them um and then I watched the mini Netflix series called Barbarians. Um, that's about the Roman Battle of the Tortoberg Forest. I pronounced that terribly, but it's a six-part mini-series, 50 minutes on each. Not 100% perfect. Um, it's, it's not like the most accurate telling of that whole battle, but 
like they've taken liberties because it needs to be viewable but people have no no interest or no knowledge of like the whole Romans and all that but they put loads of effort into the you know the costume design the stage like design battle scenes and stuff at the end it, it all works up to the the end battle mm. but like the, the nicest thing is the 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 Romans speak historically accurate latin so yeah that's the, cool the german tribes speak german the Romans speak latin so it's like they can't communicate with each other because they mm. just don't. It's just a real thing of that That's era. That's a cool detail. And that, it's nice hearing that. And I think they put so much effort into that. It's worth watching because because of that. And mm. it's, it's nice to see. And even if you know nothing about the Romans, I think it can be just a good entry point. So it's like, oh, I understand this is what happens. And you, you look at the history and then it's like, oh, it's a good entry point. And I, I would recommend it because just because of the spoken Latin, it's, it's really nice. Fucking sweet, bro. But other than that, it's all good. Do you have any bruh for the mid bruh? Uh. No. <laughs> no, I won't. I I'll won't. just save I it won't. for another day. Okay. We'll see you after these messages. Draw media shirts now, or I'm going to hurt you. Description below. Good afternoon, morning, evening or night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the second part of the show where we head over to Reddit to answer some quizzes, some questions. <laughs> What's our first quiz? Let's do the first quiz from uh, King Cocker. This might have been asked before, but what are your opinions on the open season movies and how they made their third movie about a circus? What? What? I thought, isn't that just I like didn't a, realize, to be honest, there was an open season three. I didn't know there this was an open season me. two. Actually, to be honest, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I thought it was just like Who a knockoff open season. Some fucking homeless guy. <laughs> I thought it was just a knockoff like Madagascar, and it never caught on. Is it r- rip off no, Madagascar? It's not a rip off. It's, it's it's like Canadian. It's Canadian fern gully. This is the uh, the premise. Boog, a domesticated grizzly bear, finds himself stranded in the woods three days before open season, forced to rely on Elliot, a fast-talking mule deer. So it's Shrek. Yeah, it seems like a Shrek knockoff. Yeah, I think you're right, to be honest. Martin Lawrence is Boog. Yeah, it's Shrek. <laughs> yeah. So the answer is... um. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, if anything, underrated. Hmm. An underrated franchise. Uh, we'll do um a whole series of YouTube videos on it if um we get to like ten dollars on Patreon. <laughs> uh Brendan R D says question for Alex or whoever publishes the casts. I've noticed that throughout the lifespan of Jar Media the word Jarcast has had multiple forms of capitalization. For example, Jarcast fully caps or Jar the C. Um, being upper and then AST being lower. Can we get an official way to spell this word properly so I can finally end this mental dilemma? J experiencing A. No, it's capital J, capital A. No, it's Jarcast. It's Jarcast. Capital K, capital A, K. then R S <laughs> T. Jarcast. Um. What is the What is the answer? Jar, the, I Would just said prefer? it. Uh, Jarcast. Jarcast. Yeah, with a capital C, and that's it. I'm okay with Jarcast, but I'm not okay with Jarcast. That sounded like 
you made those two things too different, you know? Huh? I like Jarcast. I like Jarcast! But I don't like Jarcast. I like Jarcar. Yeah, what is the Jarcar? Surely it's the pisser. Yeah, that is, yeah, it is the pisser. Do you reckon? Yeah. The pisser, um, I'm pretty I guess sure, it is the a only question blue coming up. But, yeah, um, exactly. Alistair13 says, with the announcement of a new Kanye album, do you think we're getting another Jesus is King, or are we getting something new? Has there been an announcement? I d- yeah. This, I yeah. feel like it's pointless even keeping track of the things he's publicly saying. Because mm. wasn't he supposed to... What was it called? Donda? Whatever happened with that? Yeah. Uh, he got divorced, so he stopped. No, that's not even true, is it? Um, because he... Wait, what about... He was doing like a... Was that the Yeezus sequel? Yes. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what was being worked on, and that like changed into Jesus is King. Something like that, but there's a bunch of just completely different songs that you can find that are not Jesus is King, right? Maybe Donda will come out. Lord knows. But I don't know. I... He's impossible to predict right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to get a... Um, if, th- if it's like that Dre song, I'd be down. If it's more like uh, Na Na Na, whatever it was called. Didn't Dre do nah, the production nah, nah, nah. on Na Na Na? Oh, did he? he I, I don't know. I only listened to it a couple of times. Hmm. Yeah. We might get something good like um, a follow-up to Life of Pablo. The Life of... Cadbury's. Monte Cristo. James House asks, How old were you when you had your first hangover? How do you deal with bad hangovers? Uh, I think I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think I probably was 23. Yeah, um... Last year, COVID. March. Your first full-on hangover type. Yeah. That was the Cordua. Regret that. <laughs> Is that when you bought the um, cat girl skin? Yeah. Yeah, I probably would have been 20-something. Um, I, I was never much of a drinker, though. Yeah, I'd always, I, I, was, I mean, like, I have a few drinks, but, like, as soon as I, I get too far, I like, just had enough, because I, I don't want to be hungover the next day. I think it just sucks so much. Which which is exactly what happened on the fateful last episode of the last set. <laughs> you were fine. But I'm we always because I'm fine. always thinking about it and I'm always drinking water. Yeah, I drank milk. That's the is that not the trick <laughs> is to like drink loads of water before going to sleep. Yeah. Make sure it's one but it's like between Well, I mean it, it won't like save you. No. But I mean it'll be no better than for, not th- having any water. Yeah, but the thing to do is um, eat the uh-huh. next day. Eat like eggy things. Slop bread. Eggy bread is pro- might be like yeah, true. the perfect cure. And tomato juice is meant to be really good for. Uh, mm. It might just be good for nausea in general. But um, luckily, I, I, I'm not someone that gets headaches. Yeah, I, I, get, don't, I get that. I don't get headaches. I just feel so slow and just a bit. Yeah. Stiff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, also, 
Um, like antacids. Mm-hmm. Eat a Rennie or something. <laughs> do, do you know, we, I haven't actually, since our, our, the fateful jar cast, Von Bob the Floor. <clears throat> Pardon me. Since <laughs> since Von Bombing the Floor oh, upstairs, really? I just haven't, I've been pretty distant. And myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I covered my socks in sick, but I wore them all night long. I have not. I haven't drank alcohol since, and I think I kind of deserve to not drink any since. Maybe that was the milk, though. <laughs> it was the milk. Why we would were I mixing ju- drinks? To be fair. Yeah, you were doing. You were. You, you were just on your own wavelength, <laughs> just doing your own thing. Why did I grab coffee liqueur and milk and start drinking them after being fucked yeah. out my face? I have no idea, because you were the only one drinking that shit as well. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> And then I drank yeah, whiskey I after it. that. Jesus. <laughs> that no, that that day was so fucking terrible. After like the next day, just waking up at like six, just covered in sick. On Alex's oh yeah, because we did the. Didn't we do a hungover cast? Yeah, 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 with, yeah, all yeah. The, with all the sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to do at least one. No, because th- that's the night where I just I drank so much I just I fucking blacked out. I was just gone. Did you? I can't remember a thing. Well, you remember, like, the order of drinks and shit. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then I remember just throwing up and then I just grabbed a box and I threw up in the box, but fucking covered myself in it, the floor, the chair, everything, my shoes. And then I just, I don't remember anything Yeah, hangovers that. suck. Hangovers suck. And there isn't, like, a true cure for it, but no. I'd say coffee, tomato juice, eat. Water. Yeah, drink. Start off water, mm. then eat. Eat Rennie Co- coffee, coffee, tomato juice. Mm. Boom, sorted. And it's just like it's, I'm. I probably won't drink to that extent ever again, ever. You don't know. I that. hope. And I said, mm. if unless, I guess you know something happens. But it's just like I don't like getting that drunk. Just getting drunk where you be sick and you have a hangover just isn't pleasant. It's like a threshold. Mm. Once you once it feels a bit light and fun, that's when you stop. That's when you just enjoy it. No, that's when you double down. <laughs> no. Well, speaking of doubling down, Leg27 says, Question, is the jar media meme jar still on set? And is it no. time we open the jar and or update the jar with the recent memes that have spawned over the jar casts? Thoughts? Yeah, it is still here. I'm holding it right now. Um, let me grab one and just see what it says. Dibby. <laughs> no. That belongs in there. <laughs> what do you mean, no? You I don't want that. the dibbies in the jar jar. This one, I'm um, like, I just straight up, I can't read. It says, well, it says every time Alex said something. Every time Alex said, I can't read it. Can you read it? Yeah, I can't fucking read it. Every time Alex said, no Loton. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> then said something stupid. <laughs> that that does not deserve to go in. No, lo- <laughs> let me see if I can read it. <laughs> no, later. But if it was like a jar meme, surely we'd remember it. Yeah, that doesn't belong <laughs> yeah. in there. But, no, the you see, I get, I bet you, I bet you, when that was put in there, I was like, don't put it in there, don't put it in there, don't. <laughs> but. <laughs> Alex said no Loton. No, what if the, the N is, the, is an R? 
That's an N. No, later. What's Loten? <laughs> What's Latin? L O T E N. What if it's an I? Ioten. No Iota? Uh, I. No Iota, maybe. Yeah. Someone's gonna remember. What, what the fuck is that? No, yeah. don't put it back in. Yeah, why are you putting it back in? Because <laughs> it belongs. <laughs> I'll do one more. No, fuck that. No, what the fuck? <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, <laughs> no. stop. Now, no, stop. Put it back in. I'm going to unplug your mic. Put it back in. <laughs> put it Fucking in. Fucking put it back in. I'll unplug in, your mic. <laughs> it was golden pussy. <laughs> yeah. We'll go through them one day. That's on the list of videos to do is update. Yeah, we want to update mm. and go through. But we'd need to somehow collect them. I don't know how. It's not an easy task. Well, we mentioned the piss already, but uh, Doug Walker fan 27 says, Hey, Jar, I was re-listening to Corncast 30, and near the end of the cast, Jim mentioned he drives a Toyota Yaris. I was pretty ecstatic because I also drive a Toyota Yaris and felt honoured to drive the same monstrous motor ve vehicle as the beast himself. So my question for Jim is, what's it like owning the hyper-fuel-efficient and borderline indestructible giga-chad of a car that is the Toyota Yaris? And when lockdown ended, were you excited to get behind the wheel of the pisser? I would say it, we we don't know what generation of Yaris this person owns. But surely that what they described just as a catch all, like it's just always been. No, like, because Jamie, but they're Jamie, not all really Jay efficient, all tanks. No, they are. They <laughs> no, because the the newer ones got more complex because they had to be acceptable. The pisser, the original pisser, was just a charity. It, it's just it was based. It it it, it didn't. I didn't get that. Could you try? It was base Siri. Um, <laughs> it, it 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 wasn't influenced, you know. It was yeah. just like you know what I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna be the Yaris. I'm gonna be Boogie two nine eight eight. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Boogie yet. Yeah, it wasn't influencing yet. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't influenced by Boogie yet. It was Boogie. <laughs> that, no, that car was obscenely efficient. Yeah, it, it's it's a nice car, but it does piss me off. <laughs> it's got no aircon. It's got no aircon, and at the moment that fucking fucks. <laughs> the window. That's so shit. <laughs> the window's window broken. <laughs> yeah, the window broke like two weeks ago. Oh, um, the, the, the clutch is no longer squeaky. That's good. No, it, it stopped squeaking. Now it's squeaking again. <laughs> oh, okay. It's <laughs> when squeaking. did it stop? <laughs> it stopped for like a month. <laughs> really? Yeah. And the, now it's squeaking again. Oh. Isn't the, What else is broken on that? Well, the, the clutch is just really high. Mm -hmm. um, it is a strange placement. It, I find I, it, it's not the most comfortable drive. Oh yeah, the 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 lock the lock doesn't work on the key fob. That's my fault. I put it in the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the spare keys were already broken, so now I have to use it like a sixties car. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it it's got like minus six horsepower. <laughs> It's it's also I I I don't I don't think people realize the pisser. It, it doesn't have the badge at the front. It just isn't there anymore. Yeah. No, I want to get like a like what's it called a a, ho a hood ornament. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 it, the paint is just like it's what you'd expect from like a a two thousand and four car. That's it's what you expect it. from a vehicle that would be in like the the Last of Us or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, like the back seat is just covered in James's messy eating trash. 
There's probably like yeah, melted ice cream <laughs> over the do back. We, do we want to explain that you? No, we got this. Story, Jamie's tried to Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got a letter. I, are you sure we haven't talked about this one, Joe? I'm pretty sure we haven't. Um, I got a letter a few months ago <laughs> saying. Uh, a uh, warning, your airbag in your car um, can actually not save your life, but actually kill you if you get into a crash. It will shoot shrapnel into your face upon crashing, shredding you to pieces if, if such, uh, such a thing occurred. And the funny so, thing is, was once you told me, I was like, oh, but it'll be fine. Just, just leave it. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I could get a free, a free like, repair. So I sorted that out for someone to come and pick it up. And, uh... <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the guy that picked it up. But when he did, um... When I got the car back, I realised James had left an entire sh- <laughs> an, an entire McDonald's McFlurry in the in the back cup holder, just melted, sloshing about <laughs> while he was driving. Either that, or he went to McDonald's on the way. I left it there. Was, <laughs> it, was it a large yeah. one or a medium one? I think it was probably a small. Knowing yeah. James, yeah. But it's just like I was I was at work. I was just sitting at my desk and I was I don't know what time it is, but I got got a call from Jamie and I was just like, Oh, what's this? And I picked up and I was like, Hello and you were like and what did you say? You said something particular. I don't know, who do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> something along those lines. And you just said the lines I've just got my car back from getting the airbag a place and that's when I realised I'd left them at flowing in the cup holder. Yeah. No, that that would that's that's I'm quite fussy with the way, like, the things in my car, I, I always hoover it constantly and it's just like, I won't leave anything in there. So, like, the idea of leaving a, a melted liquidy McFlurry in the cup holder just makes me sick. It's the most grim thing anyone could You're do. You're the car guy and you did it. I know, yeah, I completely yeah. forgot. That's what pisses me off the most about it, though, because, like, if, like, if, if I, um... <laughs> if I close James's door with one meter per second um, too much force or whatever, one newton too much force, <laughs> uh, then fucking hell, I've got hell to pay. <laughs> but you, you slam my door, you leave McFlurries in the back, you you just eat fries. Just you're like <laughs> no, you're no, throwing the fries, fries at your face. The, the fries are bullshit. I caught him whipping his dick out and just peeing all over the <laughs> seat. It's called the pisser for a reason. Mate. I've never dropped. Uh, fries on the back of your Well, no, that's not true. I, I'm certain we all have. You can't. You can't... Because some of them are so small, they just... They fl- flop out. Yeah, and, and the the Mc- McDonald's fry holders... Has a holes at the bottom. Yeah, holes at the bottom. Maybe we should bring Argie along and get him a little Happy Meal. <laughs> I don't... After what I've seen today, I don't want Argie in my car ever again. <laughs> It's not even like I care for the car too much. It's just I don't want to be in a like small space with <laughs> well, the window can't open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is just one window for the record on on my car. That on the left open. side, it's the, the only other electric one. There's only two electric ones. There's one two electric broken. ones. Fifty percent of them are broken. <laughs> but but this is the thing. This is why analog is always better. You mm. can't you can't break a windy window in the same way. You can. You can. Not in the same way. In a different way. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd, just you'd have to fuck it instead of you'd have to fuck it instead of it just being fucked. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But it's just like it's it's all it's all a part of the appeal of the pisser. It is, yeah. It's, it's the it's the it's the little touches that make it mine, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like what I I never want the pisser to die. It has I don't think it ever will. <laughs> it just has to keep going. <laughs> no, you keep running that engine, it's just never going to die. Yeah. No, like the guy said in the question, the fuel efficiency. I can so <laughs> I can drive like 100 miles and the, the fuel gauge will go down one notch. <laughs> the things I've seen. Yeah, that is really good. Like it, It's got the, the answer to infinite energy in that engine somewhere. Just <laughs> Everyone to... just drove it. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Dude, the earth would be in, like, you just have lorries. Toyota Yaris at the front going <laughs> six miles per hour. It's actually shocking because it's like if we do the same journey, I've used like a quarter of a tank <laughs> of like premium super unleaded fuel. It's just like oh fuck, that's ten pounds just gone. You've you've done that on purpose though. Your car would be more efficient if you didn't make it less efficient. <laughs> yeah, true. If I just didn't buy it, it'd be more efficient. It's it's inefficient from the factory. Surely it's more efficient than Bluey. Surely, the the noise yeah. pollution alone was no. Bluey was inefficient because I drove like a lunatic <laughs> all the time, everywhere. Did you feel like an asshole driving that? Thing? Yes. <laughs> Did you time. like feeling like an asshole? It was a bright blue car with bright white wheels, and it was the loudest <laughs> fucking thing in it in there. So, it was so obscene. Loud. <laughs> I remember when we filmed Jar and James would leave at like 11, turn his uh-huh. car on, and I'd just be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. Someone is going to get pissed and just like, <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of your car. Yeah, and I, but the thing is, I sold it with that exhaust. I sold it with the Yobbo exhaust, and it's somewhere <laughs> in the air. It? Was it a youngster? Was it so yeah. He had a really loud car anyway, and I was just like, yeah, it's they, really loud, and he was like, oh, that's all good. <laughs> yeah, so the that, test yeah that was the cherry on top. <laughs> and now I'm never buying a loud car ever again. <laughs> I just, it's horrible. The, your current it. car is right. The yeah, rumble it's perfect. is just right. It's just it's loud when you turn it on when it's cold because it is cold. The exhaust system's cold and it's like you but, can hear it coming. It's got a personality, but it's not fucking it, assaulting you. It's, it's, <laughs> you could you could hear when James was going around the bypass uh-huh. to get to here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my current car is very pleasant because it's like it's loud when you want it to be when you're driving. You want to be a bit fast. But then it's it's just respectable. I don't look like a yob, and that's what matters. But also, I feel like car people will have a respect for it when they hear the. Tss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's turbo and it's it makes us it makes suck noises when you go through a tunnel. <laughs> you just hear. <laughs> you hear. <laughs> I love suck noises. He doesn't. He doesn't, man. Piddle knob loves suck noises, um, which you can tell by his question, which is, could you kill a T-Rex if you had a lightsaber? Yes. No. I, I can confidently say I could kill any animal if I had a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Name yeah, one can... animal you can kill with a lightsaber. No, because I, think, I think you'd be scared by a T-Rex. Because it, it, it would try to bite you, and I think you'd lose you'd lose it, and you'd, you'd, it would kill you. No. I don't think you got I'd the... Feel, I'd feel the strength, you know, like when people say they pick up a gun and they're like, wow, I can feel the power in my hand. It would be like that, but with a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Just even more powerful. I would, I'd just shoot you before you realised the power you yeah, had. You deflect it. <laughs> Not if it's an actual bullet, it would just go through the glass and break the glass and your lightsaber's gone. 
the, gla- the glass. No. There is no glass. <laughs> what the mean? fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Do you even know what a lightsaber is? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? It's light. No, it's not. I'll destroy the crystal in the handle. <clears throat> Bing. Oh, the kyber. Yeah. Is that what it's called? <laughs> the kyber crystal. Come mm. on, James. Sorry, I I don't know Star Wars at all. <laughs> You're just beating me with facts and logic. So we have an important one um, here. It's a bit long, but it, for a reason. Is it a world play? <clears throat> no, no. This is from the Jimbus, um, who says, "Hey, FNAF fans." I'm the moderator who created the silk road between r slash Media and r slash FNAF, and I think it's about time I clarify what happened. There's a weird amount of history behind it, so this should ha- <laughs> hopefully put some things into context. I'll try to be brief. I actually created this subreddit alongside the IHG sub a long time ago. I even talked in mod mail with Alex quite a bit when setting up the IHG sub. I was around 14 at the time and also moderated r slash Five Nights Fre- Five Nights at Freddy's, the actual FNAF subreddit, not r slash FNAF, which was admittedly to fuel this weird power fantasy I had. I thought I was tough shit being a FNAF mod, <laughs> and, I sent a lot of, and I spent a lot of sleepless nights dwelling over how embarrassing that is. Anyway, back then there was a full-on war between r slash Five Nights at Freddy's and r slash FNAF as to who was the dominant FNAF subreddit. We basically won when Scott Cawthon, Freddy Maker, started u- using r sub, and r slash FNAF yielded. A few of our moderators migrated over to surprise. Sorry, <clears throat> a few of our moderators migrate. A few of our moderators migrated over to supervise the surrender, and r slash FNAF was made private. There was a weird amount of politics on the FNAF sector of Reddit, <laughs> and <laughs> and it was about as nuanced as you'd expect. Around 2017, I deleted my Reddit account once I graduated high school because I wanted to let the past die. Turns out I was the only active moderator on r slash jar media, and the subreddit was left almost completely unmoderated for four years. <laughs> the reason why old suggestion threads would get stuck to the top of the subreddit is because I set up the auto-posting wrong, and instead of fixing it, I just deleted threads that got stuck every few months. <laughs> at the end of 2020, I began reading through the jar subreddit more and more, and was really annoyed specifically at the suggestion thread bug, leading me to DM one of the inactive mods, asking if I could come back to fix it. He said yes, so I cleaned up the subreddit a little and have been changing up its look every few weeks. Back to the FNAFing. In one of the 2020 corncasts, Alex told everyone to go to r slash FNAF to leave suggestions. <laughs> so I immediately got onto the <laughs> one of my old r slash FNAF contacts and asked if I could use the subreddit, which had been privated for years. <laughs> then for April Fools, I moved the subreddit to r slash FNAF for a week. In retrospect, I feel pretty shitty about doing that without making sure it was cool with you guys, and I apologise. Anyway, now every few weeks since the initial migration, me and a few of the old r slash Five Nights at Freddy's mods make r slash FNAF public again, and we do a little social experiments with the FNAFers, like with Vault Tech. So in summary, time is a flat circle, and seven years later I'm still listening to Jar and moderating FNAF. <laughs> Thanks for the context. That holy, really explains some things. Holy guacamole. He fucking forgot he fucked up the fucking <laughs> posted thread. Come on. <laughs> no, cause, yeah, I, I was I never understood I never understood any of that shit on Reddit. Like <laughs> No, just, all of that stuff is so out of my <laughs> so wheelhouse. The suggestion thread is being broken, I was just like, I d I don't know what to do then, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reddit one at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but the I to, to I I I I 
no part of me believed that like r slash fnaf had like any history with jar yeah but that is so bonkers to me because (laughs) you said like maybe uh, an old moderator of r slash fnaf that's right yeah yeah because i joked about that yeah but like that is actually true when (laughs) when you said that i thought (laughs) yeah yeah no way but what the what the hell, man? <laughs> it's such a fucking weird story. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. <laughs> like this, these two warring FNAF factions. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course we're the, somehow related to it. Yeah, the one loses and we just happen to reference the one that lost and we like bring it back from the brink. <laughs> <laughs> from the dead, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> man. Uh, I, I don't even know how to follow that up. Um, you currently defeat that. James, well, do the Domino's yodel. <laughs> Domino. <laughs> no, no, we need to infiltrate another subreddit. We um, need to spread our, our tentacles. But why was it r slash FNAF? Why, yeah, why why was it r slash FNAF, Alex? Well, because we're, we're making fun of... <laughs> 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 Snash Flaff. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, why? Why? Because we've we've been memeing the Golden Freddy for many a year, and just the term Fnaf is inherently funny. And we were saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it actually goes really deep. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Th- there must be another Reddit we can spread our tentacles. Our gaming. <laughs> No, it's too big. It's too far gone. We need. We need to yeah, build not up. Yeah, we need to like get all the old like the FNAF equivalents and build a mass. Our gaming different... too. <laughs> the Mass Effect Andromeda Reddit. <laughs> the Mass Effect Reddit. That's that's one we need to attack. I'm pretty sure the Andromeda has like a huge Reddit. Yeah, there's people that just love it. Well, we need to sneak in. <laughs> Uh, Tiger one 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 says, "What are your hopes for what the storytelling will be like in Elden Ring? Would you like to see more like what they did in Dark Souls, where the story is more so implied than told, or more like Sekiro, which tells a story more directly with a main character that speaks in a progressing plot? Personally, I'm hoping for something more akin to Sekiro, with a character that speaks. I feel like a Souls game, a Souls-like game, can have obtuse lore and still tell a story." directly at the same time, like in Sekiro. With George R. R. Martin co-writing Elden Ring, it will be interesting to see what impact it will have on the story and what it means for style of storytelling thoughts. Um, George R. R. Martin actually doesn't have anything to do with the story. He, he's, he designed the world, mm. and that's where his input ended. Like he, he came up with the lore and the whole fantasy stuff going on in that fiction. But yeah, he he had like no input on the story itself. Which are you personally hoping for more though? Um, like a bridge between the two. I think that's what it's going to be. A bit of both, sort of thing. Yeah, well, just like a a, a middle ground of the two. I think it's it's going to be more character focused on like other individuals, sort sort of like the NPC, like the site stuff yeah. in Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're gonna have a customizable character, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Because in Sekiro, that's the character. Yeah, got like a character. Yeah. Born. But I think they've definitely learned from Sekiro, mm. and they said themselves that like telling a story, like that, 
the world isn't going to have like villages and stuff with mm. people in and stuff. They said yeah. that's not what they're good at. So yeah, I, I think it's going to have a, a more streamlined story, which I think is better. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine them doing like exposition dumps in the form of like cutscenes, like a yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, it would be good as well to for that to be a way for it to separate itself from Dark Souls. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm very curious how they're going to handle it. Yeah, it's it's very interesting from those uh, angles. I'm very excited. I think that's the first time we've talked about Elden Ring since like the gameplay. Really? Trailer and stuff. Yeah, I think there was a question saying, like, thoughts on Elden Ring trailer poop. Because we did, yeah. But it's a good trailer. I don't really have anything to say. Um, they, yeah, that's why I haven't brought it up. <clears throat> because, yeah, what it would just be me to? waffling. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, it, it just looks incredible. Luxy to Tuxen has up an ultimate one. Not a question, but I want to thank you, Amazing Jarmen, for doing this podcast for so long. Really thankful that you guys are still doing this and that you made it to episode 232. That's 232 weeks. Thanks to all of you and Game On. And that's not even the like actual episode. We're actually ahead of that. We're like 250. Yeah. If you count all We're the We're easy casts. 400 at this point. If you count all the corncasts and all the just bullshit. 0.1.2.003. Well, this is only the start. Yeah, we're yeah. just getting started. We're still in... Um, Baby stage. I'd say we're in um, Marble Phase 2 right now. Do you reckon? So the shittest bit? Yeah, the absolute. Phase 2. The absolute. Phase 2 is pure <clears throat> trash. We're Thor 2 right now. Yeah, we've got Thor Wagnock coming up, baby. <laughs> Ooh. Well, seeing as we're talking about video games, let's end on this one from Vibrating Pablo. Mm. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but last episode you guys did not mention any of the Fallout 76 DLCs. I wanted to know your guys' thoughts on them, but most importantly wanted to hear you guys shit all over them, because shitting on Fallout 76 is one of my favourite char topics. Thanks, Mingus. Of course we didn't bring it up. I forgot it was even there. Well, yeah, that, there's that, and also... No, because it was one of the it was one of the few moments from that showcase that got my attention for a second. Because they started showing a trailer that was clearly Fallout. It was like pre-rendered or whatever. Um, so it was like, oh, they like showing the whatever the new Fallout's going to be. They're like, D what what's it going to be? And it was like Fallout seventy six, the new bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, but we're not done. We've got like the next one as well for you to see. <laughs> so I'm sure everyone who loved seventy six was hyped about that. And I mean it looked like more How of about it. how about they just like actually fix the game first? Mm. Hey, you can't say that, bro. Everyone like, That game is not fixed. Don't I don't think I can handle more physical and violent abuse from the seventy six <laughs> fans again. Yeah. No, people there there are straight up people that think it's just awesome now. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad they do, but um, it's destiny. Just syndrome. just gain some fucking self respect. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! If if like that is your game, find another you should one. expect better from the game, the developers, mm. or, or the publishers, whoever. They're they're doing you dirty because you know what? There is a a good ass game in there. There is a really good game in there somewhere, mm -hmm. but they didn't have the ambition. They didn't have the faith in themselves to push it and, and let it become what it needed to be they just they had had an idea took it at surface level and just shat it out 
puked yeah. it on a plate to fix it later, which yeah, they haven't yeah. done. Which they yeah they're yet to do because it still feels like ass and it still run it still runs like trash. Yeah, because after all those like the strings of comments or whatever of people defending it, um, I downloaded it. Onto mm-hmm. my like Series X. Yeah, I downloaded it on. What's it called? PC. Like the Wastelanders expansion or some shit. I loaded in like expecting it to be like a bit polished up and cleaned up, and it was like the same shit. I remember. Yeah, you you <laughs> expect at least for the the poor shooting in the game to to be smooth, mm-hmm. to look smooth. You expect the the game to like not have shader glitches. <laughs> yeah, and you you expect when you're playing on PC. And the game looks the way it does, or you're playing on the newest Xbox, and the game looks the way it does, for you to not get frame rate drops <laughs> into the twenties, uh-huh. into the f- the f- the twenties, mm-hmm. on a game that looks worse than Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, it, that, it, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's genuinely embarrassing. Like, <clears throat> I we can criticize Destiny players all way, all we want, but at least that game is polished and actually has some redeeming mm-hmm. con- qualities. They Destiny fans don't have any self-respect for themselves, so you've definitely got none if you're playing 76. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, make sure you leave your comments just as um, talking about stuff. Yeah, and if you're not here to agree with us, fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah, the haters are not welcome. Yeah, know? haters aren't welcome here. We're we're all about <laughs> a- aff- affirming friends, mm. affirmations, affirmationing friends. So affirm your way over to uh, Patreon and Reddit <laughs> to leave your 76 related questions. <laughs> Round four, five, maybe. Should we do a three-hour special episode on Fallout 76? But yeah, no, no, 70... Yeah, let's play the whole game, all the content. No, no, 70, 76. It needs a, as bad as, as we say. We as did what you say. We did that already. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it came out. Oh, really? fuck. Yeah, I think so. No, we didn't. Dude, we did because we did New Vegas as well. We definitely did New Vegas. We didn't do 76. Dude, I'm telling you. You're no, forgetting. no, Jim, Jim, get your phone. Uh, no, get your iPad and go on the Jar channel and put in 76. I don't think I don't we have. Ever... Oh, we might. We did. Yeah. Oh, we is did. Fallout 76 really as bad as they say two years ago? James couldn't have been on it, though. I wasn't on it. I didn't play it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. <clears throat> well, we need yeah. to do an updated video to explain how the DLC hasn't changed the game, but, but it's still shit. This is the thing. There's like two Jamies. There's two Alexes. There's two Jameses. Pre-COVID, post-COVID. Mm. It's like pre-COVID, different era. Diff- yeah. yeah. There's a hard line in the sand now. Yeah. And during COVID is just like this weird, like shit. It's terrible. Fat, <laughs> limp. It's, it's, the, the, it's the pit. It's the bit of the meat you don't want to eat. It's like the sexy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinewy it's, the it's, it's the when you get a T-bone, it's the bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you throw it in the bin. You don't. You don't use it. Yeah. Now we we are the fucking fillet, man. We are the fucking filthy fillet. Just the sloppiest, yummiest fillet you can. Ever imagine? <laughs> James's go-to adjective is sloppy. <laughs> sloppy to describe something good. <laughs> the sloppy can both be good and bad. Like a kebab, that's sloppy, but mm. that's good. He's got a point. Yeah, no. But then there's like wrong. sloppy, like a, a melted McFlurry. 
That's not sloppy. That I'd is say. sloppy. I, no, when I think slop, I think viscous. I think like chocolate mousse, like dolloped onto a plate. <laughs> or like a casserole. Slop. That's quite sloppy. Yeah, like potato chunks and like little yeah, bits yeah. of meat in the broth. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Ch- chowder. Mm. Yeah, chowder. Porridge. Porridge is, oh, is porridge is slop. Porridge is slop. supreme. Yeah, <laughs> but I fucking love porridge. I hate yeah, porridge. I, porridge. I despise no, no, porridge. I mean, you get the cinnamon <laughs> or golden syrup no, porridge in any <sighs> in any like science fiction thing where they're just like eating rations. It's slop. Just, it's just porridge. It's, uh-huh. it's just like grey. It's grey. It tastes grey. Uh-huh. I hate it. A fucking. I, I honestly love the word sloth. <laughs> Society doesn't half the use, fun, yeah. just doesn't use the word because it's like when you imagine when you're describing something and it's like sloppy. <laughs> it just it feels so good. <laughs> it's a sloppy kind of episode, you know. The sloppy episode. 